Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today, we conclude the Latinas in Politics series with part three. We wanted to share the perspective of different Latinas in our communities who have pursued a career in politics. Today, we have the honor of having Graciela Ortiz, or Grace, Gracie, as our guest. Grace is the mayor of Huntington Park and a fellow hermana from UCLA. And we've known her since our college days. Super cool to have had all women that have been featured in this series that are hermanas from three different HAU chapters. So we've got Cal, UCSB, and now UCLA in the house. Gracie agrees with our vision as podcasters of sharing our stories as we learn from one another the way to pave the way for others that come after us. So we're excited to have you, Grace. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, so proud of every single one of you. Proud of you. Thank you again for being here. Like we said, this is part three. So I feel that we've covered kind of a lot of the nuts and bolts of sort of the career and entering the career. So this might be a more of a personal approach, a fun approach, talking about challenges, goals, kind of your upbringing. So hopefully you'll go there with us. And I know that just as much as we appreciate you, our listeners are going to appreciate you once they've listened to this. So our number one question for everybody is just sort of tell us your upbringing, where you grew up, where you're from, all that good stuff. Once again, uh, thank you so much for having me here. I think every single one of you is providing these opportunities for women to, and, and just for, for individuals, community members to to listen and really learn from one another, which is what it's all about. So just to give you a little background of who I am about myself, and some of you may know it, some of you may not, and some of you may be shocked, like, no way, I didn't know that about her. But uh, I was actually born and raised in the beautiful city of Huntington Park. Uh, we have we had one hospital back then, and I was born there. It's gone now. It's actually a smart and final now. But uh, I was born uh, to two immigrant parents. My parents immigrated from Mexico. My dad actually passed away when I was six months so my mom raised me on her own. Um, I'm actually the youngest of four. And there's a big age gap between myself and my siblings. Like uh, my brother, we're 10 years apart. My sisters were 15 and 25 years apart. So believe it or not, I actually grew up with my nephews and nieces. So it's, it's really it's really interesting. But yes, the youngest of four went to all uh, local public schools, LAUSD schools, uh, Miles Avenue Elementary, Gage Middle School. And I'm a proud Spartan from Huntington Park High School. I have to tell you that my upbringing was very about get your high school diploma and you'll be okay after that. My mom was very about make sure you graduate from high school. And, and that's what it was about. And I really didn't think about college until third grade. And I went to a field trip. And uh, I like to share this story because I think it's important. Uh, I had a teacher that took us to UCLA. And as we're standing by Royce Hall uh, and Jan Steps, and he says, you know, if you all work hard, you can come here one day too. And I'm like, what? Hold on. Me? Like I can come here? And he said, yeah, if you work hard. So I came running home and I told my mom, mom, yo, ira UCLA. I'm going to go to UCLA. And she's like, hi, mija, how are we going to pay for that? Como vamos a pagar por eso? And I'm like, financial aid. They said something about financial aid. I had no clue what financial aid was, right? <laughs> but I, I, they told me I can, I can get financial aid. So um, that just became my dream, right? That became my dream. UCLA became my, my, my goal. 
And, uh, and I just knew I had to do good and good in school. And I got involved like in sports and played uh, softball since I was 10 at the local park at Salt Lake park. And uh, I'm sure Salt Lake park will, will come up a bit in the interview because it gives, it comes back full circle when we're talking about politics, but at the age of 10, I started playing softball and it really gave me a different confidence in myself. So I, I really believe that sports and activities and getting involved is important for children. And I played uh, softball in high school. We actually won CIF championship. So we got to play at UCLA. LA Stadium, which was awesome. Uh, I have like a little championship ring. Uh, yeah, and I, I was in leadership, but it's interesting because when I got to UCLA, I, I made it to my dream school. I was lost, right? I was lost. I wasn't prepared and I didn't know what to go into. I wanted to be a doctor and that went out the door really fast. And uh, it wasn't until uh, we started Hermanas Unidas. It gave me that uh, security on campus uh, and, and just having my niche and having uh, support and really feeling like part of the university. And so graduating from there, I got a bachelor's degree in sociology. And then I knew that I wanted to be a juvenile probation officer. I wanted to help all the kids in my community that didn't make it, that didn't graduate. The 50% of my class that didn't graduate from Huntington Park High School at that time, back in the late nineties. And I went and got my master's degree in social work. And uh, they told me about the credentialing program to be able to work in schools. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's put that under my belt. But then I interned with LA Unified and I fell in love with being a pupil services and attendance counselor. And I've been with the district now for 15 years as a pupil services and attendance counselor. I'm actually a licensed now. I'm a licensed clinical social worker with the state of California. And so if I wanted to start private practice, I could do that. So, you know, options, I haven't done that yet. And uh, this past February, I actually just got promoted at work. So I'm an administrator now within the unit, pupil services and attendance. So I get to now, now instead of guiding students, I'm guiding counselors and helping students and supporting them. But uh, I love being a counselor in the schools. I was at a middle school for five years. I was at a high school for eight. And the last eight years were at Marcus High School here in Huntington Park. So I have to tell you, for my career, you know, my, my career in education, for me to be able to help the students that uh, are in the community that I grew up in, where I live, it, it, it really has been amazing. Um, and throughout those years, I did... Uh, I did decide to run for city council. So that's why we're here today, right? We're here today because we're going to talk about politics. But I think it's important to know just kind of how it all came together. And it wasn't about politics. It's about uh, making a difference in our community. So uh, I, I was elected to the city council six years ago. I just won my reelection last year in 2020. And this is my second time around being mayor. Uh, and I have to tell you, this time around is very different than the first time around. So, um, yeah, I, I, that, that's that's where I'm at. That That's my upbringing. I'm, I'm really, really about family. I think it's important. They've been my number one supporters, my my family by blood, my family by friendship, uh, my hermanas. They, they've been my supporters throughout all these years and in, in all my different uh, endeavors. And uh, I think that's that's what, what today is about. Right. Let's talk about. The politics of it let's talk about latinas and politics and let's talk about why it's important to support one another especially in a male-dominated field like politics absolutely your story was so impressive because there's so many themes that we hear about just being the first in your family to go to college not sure how you're going to make it but having the vision and knowing that hard work would get you there so thank you for that like you had that vision early on so obviously with that grit now you're you're unstoppable to become the mayor. That journey has been incredible. I love that you touched on hermanas and what that meant to you and finding your community. We can all relate to that. I think that's where Level of Latina was born too, from that initial hermanas unidas bond that the three of us have. Vero started hermanas unidas at our university right before UCLA started. And I think someone pointed out that that was like 20 years ago. 
or 20 years before we started LUL, you started at Manas Unidas, I think, Beto, right? Wow. So there's this yeah. beautiful, yeah. like, things come full circle and we always need community. So Grace went beyond the Manas Unidas and said, I need to still be a person of the people in the community, which is so beautiful in a way you've always have done that. And so it's really great that you said it's not about the politics, it's about the community. So I'm going to pause here for just a second, because we do have this commonality where we had these formative years in college, and we had this formative time that was our academic experience. What are some of your funniest memories or one great challenge that you overcame or just a fun time that you can take us back to about your college journey before we get into the nitty gritty of being the servant that you are? So, I, I mean, if you talk about college, I always say, uh, let me go back for one weekend, right? Uh, or one week. Uh, and and I, I, can't even, I can't even start to tell you the amazing memories that I have. But I think um, all the am amazing memories that I have are with Hermanas, whether it was studying together uh, at Powell Library, which we like to call Club Powell, um, because we were there till 2, 3.30 in the morning uh, during midterms week or finals week, um, whether it was just going to have lunch together, whether it was uh, doing community service uh, together as college students. Um, all, all those were my, my greatest memories. But I think in you know, because of the, the, the purpose of, uh, of your organization, the purpose of the podcast, I think it's important to also highlight the challenges. And I normally don't like to talk about this, but I'm going to because I think it's important. Thank you. Um, you Thank know, you. bring it, you know, growing up, as, as I explained, it was always about being my best at everything. And, and I did really well, like I worked hard to get those A's in high school. But as I explained, when I got to UCLA, it wasn't as easy. Um, so I actually failed a class. It was a psychology and law class and it was devastating. I had never failed at anything. I mean, I failed at things here and there, but you get right back up and, and that's it. And when I failed that class, I, I questioned whether I even belonged at UCLA and I was doing well in other classes, but it was that class. And to get it off my record, I was like, how do I do this? I have to take it again. So I did. I took it again and I failed the midterm the second time after I studied for like weeks for that midterm. And that class was like 50% midterm, 50% final. That's just the way it was. So it was multiple choice and it was, it was just a mess. So I ended up graduating from UCLA with a fail on my transcripts. And I tell my students about this now, right? Like after years of like self-therapy for myself, like processing that about it, right? little moment in <laughs> time that was that to you, fail, like yes. big failure. Yeah. Big yes, F. because it all was connected, right? It, it, it all became like, am I going to get into grad school? Am I going to be able to go beyond UCLA? And it wasn't until I did get into grad school that I was like, you know what? That fail didn't matter. Like I was able to get another class, got it out of the way, got the requirement out of the way. So what? So the fails on your record. And I talk to my students about that a lot because I see in them what I saw in me, which is one of those, you have to succeed. You're going to be the first in your family to go to college. You're going to be, you know, you're, you're their saving grace. You're, you're the one that's going to buy them their house, right? Your parents, you know, like I tell them one of my biggest motivators as a kid was when I grew up, my mom's never going to have to get another eviction notice. Like I refuse for her to ever get another eviction notice. And, you know, knock on wood, she hasn't, you know, ever since uh, I graduated from UCLA, we've never had to deal with that. She's 85 now. I talk about that fail as a memory because it's a memory that grounds me to understand that no matter what we do, 
as long as you just keep pushing forward, you're going to get to where you need to be, whether it might take you, you know, a few extra steps, that's okay. But um, I think it's important to talk about that as a memory. So with all the great, great, great memories that I have, I still talk about that memory now, because I think it's important, you know, so education is definitely the key for me, I push education a lot. But I also push knowing that it's okay that to not follow the path that you once had, right? Like your path may change along the way. And that's okay. Adversity, and that's okay. And I think that's an important message for younger mm -hmm. people to hear. And I'm so glad that you tell your students and you own that. And sometimes we're afraid to be vulnerable. And we don't want to plant ideas in their minds. Like they can do poorly, but we can plant ideas in their minds that it happens to all of us and it's okay and we can accept it. And it doesn't mean that you don't continue to work hard. So I actually love it. That was the memory that you shared. I think adversity is such a beautiful thing. Once you have hindsight, once you can look back on it, once you see what it made of you, but I'm sure you felt all the feels and the moment that you were there and you explained it. So thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. And thank you for sharing about your mom. That was really touching. So, so touching. My mom is 80 years old and I'm with you right there. Like we're always looking to make them proud. And as they get older, we're also cherishing that time with them. So way to go. No more eviction notices. I know people listening to this could feel that, that, you know, you felt that that hit a certain way. So thank you for sharing that so much. I'm going to let that'll take it away. But that was a beautiful memory and a beautiful foundation for this podcast and your upbringing. I love the fact that you'd mentioned this and you said your fail doesn't matter and it doesn't define you. And it's good to remind ourselves that those mistakes don't define us. You know, making mistakes is normal and that's okay. But the fact that we have, we learn from them, right? And then slowly, but surely we start learning that not everything we do defines us. Like our job doesn't define us. Our titles don't define us. It's like, we really need to be in the core, good people and have purpose. And we slowly find it. We slowly come around to it. You know, we find what we love and we'd start doing what we love. And for you, it's been, your mission has been to make an impact with the, with the people that you're in education, the people that you're working with and make an impact in your community. So I've always respected you for that. Not that you make it seem easy. You, you, you highlight the, the difficulties that come with it. I, I was there supporting you in, in your first campaign and making those calls. And I was like, I don't know if I can go through that. I, I, I don't know if I can go be Graciela and put myself out there for people to find the bad in me and highlight it to, just to find a negative campaign, you know, like politics get dirty. Right. So I was like, right. I'm super impressed with you. You know, I'm like, I don't mind dogs barking at me for you. I do not mind knocking on doors for you to being yeah. told no. And and the thing is that that ho that whole thing represents who you are. Like you've overcome these obstacles. You've taken the no's. You've you've you failed, but you've gotten right back up and been like, you know what? No, I didn't win this time. But next time, I'm gonna come back mm -hmm. stronger and I'm gonna learn from it and I'm gonna hit him with this and through this angle. So I'm super proud to be your friend. I'm super proud to be your hermana. I'm super proud to have you as a leader in our Latina community, in our communities, like really guiding us and like giving us this light to where like, hey, nothing is undoable <laughs> or right. nothing is right. unfigureoutable, you know? So for our audience, I have to say this. I always say this to our guests, but I have to say this to our audience. We're muted and we're in the background. Like I'm like hyping it up. Like I do <laughs> agree. And we're like, so don't think there's silence here. There's like three women that are just, literally cheering for the person talking because I felt that when Vettel's like, we're so proud that you're a leader in our community for us. And we like mean that a thousand percent. Like it's you, you are the woman. I just love it. So relatable. You're so like us, you grew up like us. And that is, there's something to be said for you to do that work. Cause like Vettel said, you know, it's not necessarily easy and you did it anyway. So we're pumped. We're just muted people. <laughs> we're definitely pumped. I actually wanted to give props to your third grade teacher 
for taking you guys yes. like, so young to UCLA and introducing yep. you to college. I didn't get introduced to college until high school. And so how cool. And even like financial aid. Sorry, allá se están peleando mis niñas y están llorando. No sé dónde está mi marido. I apologize. Están dando en la madre. But that's real. This is real. This is real life. Ganen, ganen. Life. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing was that when you were talking about the story about failing, it reminded me of my own fail in college. I totally for, had forgotten about that. I took a class, I think it was like senior year or junior year, and it was like a, a upper level writing class. And it was geared to people that were interested in law school. And it was about analyzing and legal writing. It fulfilled like the upper level requirement for writing. And I took it and I failed. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to go to law school because I failed this class. And I was like nervous. And I'm like, I can't believe I failed this class. Like this was like my ticket, right? This was my ticket to go to law school. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll retake it. And I retook it and I, and I got a C, but I was like, you know, como de panzazo pase, but I was like, okay, but kind of similar to you. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna still try it. Like, I don't think this is gonna say, oh, because of this, you can't go to law school. And just like you, like, okay, I still made it happen. And thank you for so thank you for sharing that story because I totally had forgotten about that until right now. I hope I, I hope I didn't bring up some bad memories. Our, like, tests. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, Grace, I love it. You owned it, but I'm sure that I got some tests that were questionable. <laughs> yeah, I still too, have <laughs> nightmares. Nightmare tonight where like I think that I'm back in college, that you know, I didn't go to a class or that missed I the test. missed a test or something, and that I have to restart everything from like you know, from the beginning, from freshman year, I have that dream. I think um, Diego has something. Similar, yeah, my husband um, has that dream too. And it's like a scary dream. It's like you love college, but there was those moments. There was those, those moments, moments for college right, that were right. little, but like a pain in the neck, really. For, for me, a fun memory, Grace, from college was when we had that auction, the UCLA yeah. Hermanas. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, I remember uh, that? Yeah, it was a fun reason. Our, yeah, it was a fundraiser, so and we auctioned ourselves for dates, which I never went on the date. that even it's... fly nowadays? Like that? Oh, no, no, no way. Right oh, sure <laughs> yeah, there was a straight up like, ¿Cuál quiere? ¿Quién quiere? ¿Cuánto? Oh, my God. I don't fair. think anybody went on dates, actually. I don't think I, so. It was just a fundraiser. <laughs> we yeah, just took their money. Yeah. We just took the money. <laughs> <laughs> that brilliant. Was fun. Brilliant. That was a brilliant uh, idea. I think, yes. You know, it's funny, Ceci, that you say about the third grade teacher. Um, I, I've actually been able to find my fifth grade teacher, but my third grade teacher, I've never been able to find him, but I always mention him, Mr. Haramis, and I'll just, I'll forever say it. So if anybody ever finds Mr. Haramis who taught at Miles Evan Elementary, please let him know that he made a difference in our lives. Um, at least he made a difference in mine. But I think it is important to to highlight the educators, right, that, that got us there, but all the support systems throughout, but you're right, Ceci, there's a lot of, a lot of students, a lot of individuals that didn't get introduced to the university or college into high school. I always say I'm one of the lucky ones because there are so many that didn't get the opportunity. So going back to, to community, it's really about providing the community opportunities that we never had. That's what it's about. Yes. And so I think that, you know, Vero said it as well. It, it's about being good people, you know, bringing the best of ourselves and giving the best of ourselves, you know, so being the mayor of Huntington Park doesn't define me. Being an educator doesn't define me. Being a person, you know, that defines me. I think that for your listeners, for our listeners on this podcast, I think it's important to know that if you're happy doing what you're doing and you're being the best version of yourself, then that's what it's about, right? Like that's really what it's about. 
So, um, yeah, these, these memories are, are great. And I have to tell you, Sissy, I would go back to college for a good week, you know, for sure. I mean, oh, fail, sure. Fail, fail, failing on that one class, but doesn't matter because the, the good times, uh, the good memories, they, they definitely overshadow any, any other struggles. That's for sure. Absolutely. I was saying the other day how like having these memories like keeps us like young and excited and like just getting back together. I was like excited. I was like, oh, we're going to get to see Grace and we haven't seen, well, I haven't seen you in years, but just like right. being able to connect with you again, it's just, it was exciting. So thank you for answering that. And thank you for like the way that you connect with your community is so cool. Like I, I you know, I've seen it in social media. I love that about you. What's a way that I can connect with my community and how is it that I, that I reach out to them? any way possible, whether it's, that'll mention it, knocking on doors, talking to them there, making phone calls. Uh, during the pandemic, it was a lot of social media, phone calls, text messages. My constituents, my community, they can get a hold of me if they need to, whether it's email, whether it's text message, whether it's a, a message on Facebook. I actually have received phone calls on Facebook on the messenger. You know how oh, I wow. do the audio? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll pick up, you know, if I can, obviously I'll pick up or I'll get back to the constituent, the resident, because I'm here for them. I represent them, right? So, you know, just wanted to add that, that, you know, uh, being available, being available overall, I think is, is, is just a, a life lesson in itself, whether it's being available at work, you know, like if, if your boss tells you, Hey, can you get this project done? Can you help me with this? Yeah, I'm available being open to those, to those mm -hmm. opportunities and those possibilities, right? Just being available to everyone. So I want to ask you, Grace, as a mayor, as Grace, the mayor, What's one goal that you can have as a mayor? If you could have one, what would be that goal that you would want to accomplish? Yeah. So I, I thought this question through like really like for a long time. And, um, and I, and I can say so many things, right. I can say your, your usual, you know, having a balanced budget, right. Which of course that's always the goal. Right. But it's a project that we have going on. It's an aquatic center at Salt Lake park. And if I could, and, and it goes back to Salt Lake Park, right? Um, so our communities, the Southeast communities, we're, we're like a desert for, for pools, right? Like uh, our, our many, not many of our homes have pools in them. Uh, we have a YMCA um, in Maywood, which is nearby. But, you know, we had a YMCA when I was a kid, but I never got to learn how to swim because you know, the, the, there was a limited amount, a limited capacity at YMCA. So I didn't make the cut um, with that. And, and it's one of those things that I'll never forget. So we actually have a project in line right now for an aquatic center at Salt Lake Park. And we actually started it already. We had to clean out the dirty dirt, as, as crazy as that sounds, right? The dirty dirt. Uh, we did need to um, uh, pay for that, which was a huge amount, which obviously you get criticism for that. But I want to talk about this project because it's important for our community. We have kids going all the way to Whittier to swim. And we have like a potential Olympian uh, training in Whittier from Huntington Park. Uh, and we don't have a pool for her to, to practice in, right? We have so many kids in our communities that don't know how to swim. And it has to do with confidence too. Like the first time I wore a bathing suit, I was an adult and I wasn't comfortable in it at all. We have our young kids who get to go to the beach for the first time. The little boys will refuse to take off their shirt because they're not comfortable in, in that setting. And it has to do with not having the resources in our area. So this aquatic center isn't just a pool. This aquatic center is going to have conference rooms. It's going to have workout equipment. 
It's going to have the offices for the parks uh, staff, you know, um, it's going to be able to provide more. We have ideas like providing senior citizens uh, Zumba, water Zumba, for the, because it's difficult on their knees to do regular Zumba. So aquatic Zumba is actually a Love lot better. That. Yeah, and, and we have that. And there's going to be a screen, like a screen TV inside. Like that's part of the, the vision to be able to have like summer summer pool days where you can go swim in the pool and watch a movie, right? So it's not just about like, oh, it's a pool project and that's it. No, it's not. It's actually a changing factor in our community and it's symbolic to being able to provide these opportunities to our kids and and our and our families right um and i have families all the time you know talking about uh i have to take my kids all the way to another city because there isn't anything here and and that's my goal my goal we need to change that we need to be able to provide those things here Another difference that we made at Salt Lake Park, which is somewhat connected because the vision came together with the aquatic center. So the, when you talk about my goal, the goal has been Salt Lake Park. We have a Pop Warner football program, the Huntington Park Spartans, who didn't have anywhere to practice. They used to practice the local uh, high school and, you know, there was red tape. You know, there's always red tape, right? They didn't have anywhere to practice. So the only place I was able to find them to practice was at the tennis courts. And that day was just so difficult because they were practicing tennis courts. It was really bad. And then they found a place to practice and they invited me to their practice. And I saw that the parents needed to turn on their car lights because the field didn't have stadium lights. So we actually just oh. completed a football field, 50 oh. yards only. It's not a hundred, it's 50 yards. It has goalposts so that the kids can start to learn to be kickers from like a, a small age, you know, like little ones. And they have stadium lights so that the kids can practice till eight o'clock at night if they want to without having their parents, you know, have to turn on their, their lights, their car. Yeah. Right. Um, so the stadium, it, it's, it's all together. It's, it's, it's about, you know, fixing our parks. And I always say that if we have good parks in our community, then we have good resources in our community. It defines our community. You know, you always want to have safe parks and your, your moms, all of you are moms. You want to be able to have a park close to your house that you can walk to where you can take your kids to and feel safe. Right. So that's, that's what my biggest goal is, is to be able to have this aquatic center built, uh, or at least close to built by the time my, my term is over as mayor, which would be next year because it's a one-year term, but I'll still be on city council. I have a four-year term on the city council, but that is definitely my goal. That is what I have been pushing. Um, but with everything, with politics, the reality is that there's those, those nayers that are louder than the yes people the people that really really want it are quiet about it they send me messages they send me text messages and they tell me this is amazing and then we have probably like about 10 11 people that are really against it that don't even live in Huntington Park but because it's politics you know they they want to go to the media and they want to go to social media and they want to be negative about it but you know it's about canceling out the noise and focusing on what's best for the community so that's my goal my goal is to have that aquatic center up and running by the time I'm, I'm, I'm done being mayor this year, this upcoming year. So, uh, yeah. I love that goal. I love it. I, I mean, it just goes to show like full circle, right? You're an educator and you're so passionate about it, but you also care about the community and that's your way to connect with your community as the mayor. And I love that. Yes. I mean, yeah, we want, we as mothers want to have a place to take our kids and that's close, that's safe. And, and you not only caring about like, the younger ones, it's learning to swim is essential. So they're going to have that, but also, 
you know, taking it to the next level where, you know, caring for our elders and having the resources for them. I think it's so important to keep them young and motivated. Like, I love that. I, I, that's so cool, Grace. I love that. That goal was like incredible. I love yeah. that it was one goal and you really had to dig deep, but like, it was so profound. It made me cry. I was like, you're crying. Like I was like trying to hold it together. Cause it's like, you're so right that it's this stuff that we take for granted lights at the field. Yeah. We take it for granted. So like yeah. those of you dealing with teenagers that are giving you a hard time because you don't give them a ride to the mall, but they have lights in their field. Like yeah. Yeah. it's like we have to put things in perspective all the time and grace the power of your goal is about regardless of the naysayers, regardless of the drama, regardless of the fact that people think this is just a pull. It's not just a pull. No. When you have to get in a car and drive like 10 cities over, five cities over, even two cities over, it's not fair. It's not just a pull. So the tip of the day is going to be be like grace. Honestly, she has had so many gems. She's had so many gems on this one that when you listen to this episode, be like Grace, think about the bigger picture, think about what the community really needs, think about what it really means, and never mind the naysayers. Thank you for that goal. It was incredible. Oh my God, Irene, we're like on the same page. I wrote down my, my notes and they go, that's one big goal. And I, and I wrote <laughs> big picture, full circle. I'm like, you understand the big picture. You understand that when we're kids, what we need, we need someone to be a champion for us. You know, we need champions in the workforce. We need champions in life. And for you, you know, like you had this teacher that took you to UCLA that told you guys, there is bigger than this. There is bigger and believe it that you can attain it. You can do it. There's a big picture in community. You know, it's, um, you know, if, if our kids, you know, they need that self-esteem, they need that confidence to be able to go for it. You know, some of us, you know, some kids are meant to go to school and they, they believe in it and they want to be, you know, go and get degrees. Awesome. And there's some kids are like, no, I'm good at this and I could do it and I can find a way to do it. But as long as we find them the confidence to believe in themselves and be able to do things right. and work hard, you know, that's amazing. So thank you for, for building that, for seeing the big picture in it. That is not just an aqua center, you know, it's not just a place where you're going to go and, you know, you know, loiter, you know, as you can say, right. But you're right. going to go and learn, you're providing this space, you know, for, for of all ages, you know, uh, it's important right. for the kids to all the way to our seniors, you know, and sometimes right. we, we feel we disregard the older people like, Ay, son los viejitos, you know, but they need somewhere to go, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. once yep. you you know, if, if some of us get to be moms, some of us don't, some of them get to be dads and don't, and, and where do you go after that? You know, you want and you need community. It's, it's like, right. You're, you're bringing the village girl you're bringing the right. village feel that, that's that's the goal yeah and and, yeah. and it's, it's all about the community um and i think that the the bigger piece i think whether you know the listeners are listening because it's a it's a latina in politics and you wonder hey what's going on you know like how, how did how does she get involved or if it's somebody that's saying i want to go into politics you know you never know who you're listening mm -hmm. to right mm -hmm. but i think the bigger piece is that it's not about the politics. It's about the community. If you're going into politics because you want to be a politician, then you're going to have a really hard time in mm -hmm. politics. But if you're going into politics because you want to make a change and a difference in your community and be the voice for your community, then that's the right reason to go into politics. Um, I know I, I tell people all the time, I don't need politics. I, I have my career. I'm an educator. I'm a passionate educator at that, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can walk away from politics today and it's not a problem. I'm okay with that. I don't need the title. I would still probably be advocating for everything in the same manner, right? Um, yeah. But I believe that that's what makes 
me love what I do, that it, it's, it's those type of things that you don't need it. You want to be there. And I've always said it, you know, you get more out of a volunteer. There's nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. Why? Because they want to be there. They're not being forced to be there. So mm-hmm. I think that, that, you know, we have to keep all of that in mind. And, you know, I think you have a lot of listeners who always wonder, like, am I doing things the right way? Am I not? But yeah, I think Irene said it best. Be appreciative for what you have, because there's other communities that don't have what you have. And maybe it's time we teach all our kids, like when they are privileged and they do have it, that's cool. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm all for it. But let's also teach them that there, there is another way of life. And, you know, you need people advocating for you in other communities if, if you were in that community, right? Girl, so, let's um, not get into the conversation of critical race theory, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, we'll that's leave that one for another, another that's day. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other yeah, podcast. Yeah, for sure. But That's a whole other three-part series. <laughs> yeah, another three-part series. But, yeah, but I, I love that you all see the vision. You know, I love that that, that you love my goal, right? I, like I said, I thought about it for, for a long time. I was like, wow, they just want one? Um, that, that's going to be hard. But yeah, I think that that's definitely, uh, it encompasses just everything that I stand for is, is really about, you know, bringing, bringing what's best for the community. Yeah. I feel that, um, all four of us grew up in communities that, you know, are, you could consider low income, low resourced communities. You know, I grew up in Watts. We were, I was born in East LA. We, my parent, my dad, my, you know, Got a, bought a house for the family. We moved to Watts in the early 80s. Crazy, you know, community vibe there, right? Prime Crips blood. Um, and it was scary sometimes going to the local park. And there was, you know, and now it's called, it's it's Ted Watkins, but it was Will Rogers back in the day. Um, but that was our park. That was our, our, our neighborhood park. And they happened to have, you know, a little league and baseball. And they had little, little activities going. And I remember that it played a very key part in our in our youth in growing up but then there was times that like oh well you can't be there after this time because van a llegar los cholos van a llegar todos los gangsters and you can't be there um being at the pool and the fact that you could there was only one pool mm-hmm. for this community like this you know it, it was it's ridiculous that like you would go to the pool and it was like you there was no space for you to swim of how crowded this pool was and then for a summer, it got shut down. And, you know, they had a, you know, they were re- making making changes and 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 updating, you know, things. But like the importance of it, like there was this loss of community, this loss of like somewhere to go. Like we went, at, you know, it was hard to get to the beach. It was hard to make these plans and carry everything with all your kids and all that. And now I understand it as a mom. I'm like the beach. Oh no, 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 no. Vamos a ir. Like es una pesadilla. <laughs> So, you know, growing up in Watts, I'm like, there was always Southgate has a pool. Southgate has a pool. And I'm like, my dad can't drive me to Southgate Park, you know, and and all this. So I love that you bring this up because I've had many near drowning experiences. You know, I, thankfully I've survived. But I'm like, what if we would have had that ac- accessible? Like, and not only that, like water sports come into the thing, into the mm-hmm. picture, right? You start learning all these things that I didn't learn about until college. Like, oh, people have summer sports and winter sports. Like, como que I just have sports all year and it's soccer, football, baseball, like I said, you know, mm-hmm. and jump rope. But it's like, what do you mean you <laughs> do this? Yeah, hopscotch. Yes. So, so anyway, I love it. I love that it brings you and you see the big picture. I love that you are, you're building the confidence in your community as a whole. So with this big goal that you have in place, you mentioned naysayers, you've mentioned, you know, you, you facing uh, difficulty and facing many no's. 
up to this point, what has been your biggest challenge during your, your mayorship? Um, and if you can intertwine that with your biggest challenge, just as what you've been as an, as an educator, because they're both, you're both at the same time. Right. Right. Um, I think the biggest challenge overall, I mean, I, I can, I can focus on, on the naysayers. I can focus on the negativity and all of that, but that's not it. Uh, the reality is you, you just ground, you just, um, you just cancel out that noise and, and, and that's okay. You, you'll get past it. But I think the biggest issues overall is having to fix mistakes of the past. Uh, so past decision makers for whichever reasons, and I don't want to judge them or, or criticize them. I'm just saying that certain decisions that were made in the past have definitely affected us now as a community, as a city, you know, where we're dealing with, with decisions from the past that literally affect the economy uh, of our community and and in our education system as well. Um, overall, I think all our systems, uh, we're, we're dealing with decisions from the past. So the biggest challenge has been trying to climb out of those decisions and trying to get our community back on track. Um, and one of the biggest things that, one of the biggest ways that I feel that I try to overcome that is any decision that I make, I say 10 years from now, is the community going to be upset about it or is the community going to have an issue with it? Um, and I think that that's been my way of getting out of it. it, it like, like, like making it a positive is being able to make my decisions that way. But that's been the biggest challenge, Vero. And, and it's difficult because we're talking about money, right? And we're talking about um, income that could be coming into the community where we should have had this pool a long time ago, right? We should have had this vision a long time ago. There's no reason why when I came in, our streets had not been repaved for approximately 20 years, some of them. There's no reason for that. Um, there's some uh, water mains, you know, that have never been replaced ever since they, I mean, there's no record of it. So it, it's, it's that bad, right? Where we had some residents getting brown water. But when you think about the decisions that affected the income coming into already a working class community, then it, it's hard to erase that. And we're talking about legal contracts, people that are in contract, you know, up until 2057. And there's nothing we can do about it because it's a legal document and the city, there's, we can't get out of it. But I tell myself, there's nothing we can do to move backwards. We can only move forward. But that's the biggest challenge, getting frustrated with some of these decisions and having to climb out of that I, I think we just have to find ways around it and being able to provide that so that's been the difficult part as as being an elected official and being purview to all this information and and getting frustrated like why why did they vote on that why was that okay then and you know maybe back then it was okay maybe they didn't think 20 years from now it would affect us but yeah that, that that's why I make my decisions the way that I do 10 years from now will it will it be a negative impact in the community um, and I think that, that that's what kind of what guides me. Yeah. You know, you're, you're just overall a big picture woman, aren't you? you I try you, to you be. <laughs> you don't just focus on like, what do I need to know? What do I need to get done now? It's more like, what am I going to do now that will affect 10 years down the line? You know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. So I am not a, um, 
a resident of Huntington Park, but thank you on behalf of your community, because I really hope, I really hope that a lot of the elected officials that are there, you know, in these leadership positions, making decisions are doing that. I hope they take the time to really process and take their constituents into consideration. The members, not just constituents as constituents, but members of this community, working class people, you know, that people that are choosing to live there and stay and live there and want to see progress and, you know, in, in their community. So, so thank you on behalf of your HP people, you know, thank you. Um, we appreciate you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I know that, um, and, and this is also a good lesson to be learned in life, right? Um, we are where we are because of the, the decisions we've made in the past. And some of them were not the best decisions. And some of them, you know, have brought us to become the women that we are. Uh, but if for anyone out there that's in those positions where like, yeah, well, what I do next, you feel stuck, you're wondering, and you decide like, just for the quick fix, consider like, take the time to really consider what is that going to bring to your life? Are you going to have to rethink things a week, two weeks, one year down the road and feel and regret your decision? Um, so just make sure that you take the time to really write the find the right reasons and 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 the pros and the cons to what you're doing and think big picture think later down the road so you don't have to find yourself fixing things right <laughs> be like grace right be like grace <laughs> oh my it. god we should, we're it. totally gonna Put get shirts. Shirt. be like grace yeah be like grace. Oh my, every, we're on the same page right here yeah <laughs> so can yeah. i have one <laughs> uh yeah it's gonna be you your, your your name on it and your face yeah. you're gonna be signing it it's, it's all you guys uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I have so many memories of you, Grace. Um, I'm like, if you were my elected official, I'm like, I would, you know, I would vote for you. I'm unable to vote in HP, but I'm like, you know, there's, there's one memory of you coming to Santa Barbara. You guys were with the girls and um, you came and knocked in my apartment. You know, it's like late night. It's, it's one of my favorite, but it was, it was crazy just to think how like, it's so important to have the people around you that bring the support and bring joy and bring realness into your life. Like these, you know, you, you guys showed up. It, what it reminds me of is just thinking like having the right people in your life. That like when you get knocked down, they pick you right back up. And th that's what I have found that you have created that around you. You know, you have definitely made sure that the people that are around you provide this level of, hey, it's going to be all right. Hey, we've got you. We've got your back. So for, you know, if anyone, the young listeners, the young women out there, they're like, you know, my friends, my friends, friends, find people that you can really trust and that people that will really be honest with you and bring it real. Because I have found that with you ladies. Um, and when I say you ladies, it's like my, the UCLA hermanas. Like I felt, you know, you guys really provided the support system for me after I came back from Santa Barbara. And I felt alone. You know, my friends moved to the Bay. You know, uh, yeah. I, Irene was like getting married and having like a, the time of her life with a partner. And I was just like, what do I do? You know? And, and I just felt lonely. I just missed my college life. I missed all of that. And then what you ladies had in your community as, as friends, um, really allowed me to get out of my funk because I was like, oh, you know, because we were hermanas, because we were just right. women that understood and we had that same relatable experience. So thank you again for that. And this is a way of reflecting on my younger self, right? So our signature question with La Vola Platina that we ask our guests is, what advice would you give your 25 year old self? So I, I, um, I would have to say no fear, just no fear, have no fear. Because I think back, 
you know, to those amazing times, though, Vero. You're talking about times when we showed up knocking on your door. Glad you opened the door. We had nowhere else to go. <laughs> it's really what <laughs> it was. was going to open the door. <laughs> Even though I said I wasn't <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, she really did say I'm not home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was great. But it, it's about having that network, right? Like you said. And, and I think that for many of your listeners, whether they have that network or not, whether they have that support system or not, um, it's finding that support system, you know, or, or being able to be that support for yourself. And, you know, sometimes it's your colleagues at work. Sometimes it's your friends. Sometimes it's your hermanas. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, uh, your sister, your brother, right. That that's who your support is or your partner, you know, your husband, uh, wh- whoever it may be, that's your support, your right hand, your, uh, your ride or die. Right. Um, it, it's having that, but, 25 years ago, even though we were very blessed, I want to say that the women on this call were very blessed because we had, you know, hermanas, like, like Vero said, you know, she was coming from a different network in Santa Barbara, but because she was an hermana, I'd be like, hey, let's invite La Vero, see if she wants to go with us, right? Like, we're, we're going to go here, we're going to go there, like, we're going to dodge a game, you and know? And you um, kidnapped me too, yeah. We did, yeah, and it was important because you needed that. <laughs> We we kidnapped her and she had put she had a uh, she had lobster. I'm just kidding. I mean everything. <laughs> did, I had everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going to Puerto Nuevo was always fun. You know, but um, I think that it's really about living in without fear, right? So no fear. I would tell my 25 year old self, you know what, Grace, have no fear for the decisions that you make and just move forward that way. Um, I'm a big uh, believer, not a believer, but I, I kind of guide myself with quotes. I find quotes that I like and I, I, I kind of run with them. And there's one that that really sticks to me. And it's, it's, you know, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. And I love that quote. I have it, you know, on my desk at work. I, I think about it. I have it on my phone as a picture because sometimes I have to, you know, look at it there. So if I was 25 years old, I would give myself that quote and I would tell myself no fear. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe I would still be where I'm at now, but maybe who knows? Maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But I really wish that I would have started living life a little more less with fear of our decisions, my decisions um, and more with just going for it. Um, so, yeah, tw- 25 year me would have would have been given that advice. <laughs> It's awesome that you know it now, too, because it's Mm -hmm. so powerful. The law of attraction is so powerful. Like, it makes me think of the book and the movie, The Secret, how they talk Mm -hmm. about in that entire concept about, you know, your mind is powerful and your thoughts become things. And if you think about courage and bravery and not fear, you're going to go really far. And it may seem airy-fairy and, like, cliche, but it's very true. Imagine being a 25-year-old and knowing that, knowing that all along, that, like, I got to stay focused on the positive and not the fear. Like, that's some powerful stuff. So, I'm happy that you know it now. You're still very young, and imagine the life you're going to manifest for the next 50 years that you're on this earth because you are staying away from the fear and instead going to the courage and the brave place to do it anyway, which is super-duper awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how she was talking about it, and she had this little smile, smirk, like, yeah, you know, little little Grace, young Grace would (laughs) would be all right you know she was a little less fearless you know yeah um so thank you for sharing that i mean that's good i feel that we need to you know keep that a a little reminder gentle reminder every morning even as we were growing up i felt like when we were younger it's easy to feel like um invincible and and all this but it's sometimes we do hold back a little bit so just start letting go letting go and it's all right and you become who you become 
by those experiences of where you have entered a new space that you're like, what the hell is happening? So, um, so thank you, Grace, uh, for being here. Ladies, you're doing amazing. Thank you so much for inspiring others. And, you know, I always say that when one of us succeeds, we all succeed because it's about pulling each other up. And, mm. and, you know, I mean, that's what it's about, right? Level up, Latina, yeah. right? It's about Bente, each other yeah. up. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so gra gracias. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with you um, and for allowing me to share a little bit about myself and my thoughts, you know, to, to your you. listeners. Yeah. Thank yes. you for sharing your journey. Ceci, you wanted to say something? I just wanted to say, you know, we love to say juntas somos más fuertes. And that's the reality. Like, si no estamos here for one another, then, you know, no podemos solas. And that's the reality. And okay. I think that's, that's like our vision that we've had from the beginning with Level of Latina and we continue to have. And I, we see it and each time we invite, each time we invite like our friends from college, we just I don't know. It's, there's something about it that just makes us like, oh my God, it makes our week. So thank you for being here, Grace. Your words of wisdom, I know are going to be really impactful. They're going to help a lot of people, Grace, and starting with us. So thank you for always sharing your words of wisdom. Your memory will always actually stay with me from college. I think that's a lot of good nuggets there and your goal as well. So it's funny, like that yeah. memory and that goal, it's going to always be touching and inspiring. So thank you for being that. For the community, I keep thinking like you're going to bring such great value to our listeners, but you're the freaking mayor. Park. Like, yeah. This is who they have. Like that's pretty incredible. Like, thank you for being a really great example to the youth, to the families, to anybody that wants to grow up and be just like you because you are so connected and you're there for your community. Like it's really making an impact. You're that big trip to UCLA that you took. Someone is living through you and wanting to be you. One day they say, I want to be the mayor because I see grace. Just like that third grade teacher impacted you, you're impacting others. So thank you for that. It means a lot. So, Gracie, muchas gracias. Thanks for sharing your gracias. journey. Is there anywhere they could, our listeners, if they have any questions, they can reach out to you or find you? At Facebook, if they want to uh, follow my page uh, to see the work that I'm doing within the community, um, it's Huntington Park Mayor Graciela Ortiz. And um, so that that's pretty much my public page. So they can message me there. Um, they can definitely do that or email me even too at Graciela Ortiz 4. So the number 4, HP at gmail.com graciela ortiz 4hp at gmail.com perfect just in case there's anyone out there that's inspired i just really want to hit you up and be like look I, I give me some advice and that's what we're here for right you mentioned yeah, absolutely um you know finding the support system that we need and, and and asking for help a lot of the things that we also turn to is like at the end of the day is asking for help reaching out finding those networks finding that support system and that's what we're looking to provide here with level of latina with our one-on-one -on -one coaching you know with our guilt-free squad where we bring the women together and you know together bring you know break down barriers and, and set goals and really encourage and support one another that we can do it, that we are worthy of more, that we, you know, we work hard and we earn things and then we can later appreciate them too. So thank you so much for, you know, making that another lesson for us. And, you know, if anyone has any questions and wants to keep this conversation going, you know where to find Gracie. She just shared her information and you can also reach out to us. You can find us on um, Facebook and Instagram at Level of Latina. You can send us an email to admin at leveloflatina.com. And we are here. We are ready to keep going. We're ready to, you know, open to your ideas and suggestions. And we're just looking forward to inspire everyone. So hit us up. Listen to the episode. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. We hope you're all inspired and motivated and seeing big pictures. And we look forward to the next one. So cuídense todas and don't forget Bravo. to level up. Level up. Thanks, you guys. This is awesome. Be great. Yeah. <laughs>